specific question. My question is... My question to Dr. Randy is... Hi, I have a question about... All right, it's uh, question time here. Dr. Randy Carlson in the Intentional Living Studio along with Gino on Facebook. Well, he's actually behind the scenes running Facebook. Um, And Stephen, our senior producer, taking calls today. And then, of course, Jennifer, our chief engineer. Um, We're here to to help you and pray for you and encourage you. We've come to the conclusion that one of the things we can do at Intentional Living, when the Bible says to help us figure out what pleases Christ and then do it, one thing we can do is uh, if we have uh, scripture to share, we will. Or we have a question to ask, we will. Uh, if we have to uh, point out something that maybe you hadn't thought about to help you point back toward what God might be speaking to you about, we'll do it. Hard questions. Just asking the tough questions about life. Uh, but you're always welcome to join with our comments because the callers are lined up for today. But your comments are welcome at 888 1717. First to Jeremy in Georgia. Hey, Jeremy, how you doing? I'm doing good, Dr. Randy. How are you? Good, good. What, what, what's your question? Well, I'm not a new believer by any means, but uh, as a lot of believers, I kind of tend to waver throughout the years. I'll do good in my faith and my scripture reading and my prayer, and then other times I'll lack. What can I do to be more intentional and in being consistent in growing in my faith? Well, what keeps you from doing it? I mean, I do it, uh, but I don't do it as much as I would like. I mean, uh, there's times where I'm in it all day, every day when I've got the time. But then there's other times that I may have time available, but I do other things. And I I would rather be in God's Word, but I choose entertainment for whatever reason. Well, I think a couple things. So, you know, we're talking about a relationship here. Uh, I know people who spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours together and they don't have a good relationship. Yes, sir. And so it's a matter of an attitude of, um, you know, the Bible says that we have this perpetual or consistency in our, in our life. Um, and I, I think we have a relationship with Christ when we're driving down the road and we're praying with our eyes open. I think we have a relationship with Christ when we're, quoting scripture that we've heard, we've memorized, that we're putting into our life. Um, I think that we grow in our relationship with Christ and, and grow in our faith when we exercise that muscle. And we're facing yeah, a decision. Yeah, we're facing a decision and we're going to say, you know, God, I don't know what to do. I'm going to trust you and step out on faith. Uh, I think we grow in our faith when we're around other believers, like on, you know, at church or in support groups. And then as far as uh, getting into the Word, setting some intentional decision that says, okay, the first thing every morning for 10 minutes or the last thing every night or whatever, that I'm going to get into God's Word and, and read His read His Word every day. Yes, sir. And I do try to do those things on a regular basis, and I will say that I do, but I tend to I, I probably overlook them and not look at them in the light that you just mentioned them. They just kind of... Uh, seem uh, not really seen, but in, in my mind they are viewed as mundane and just my normal life. So I, I really don't look at it as gross when in reality yeah. God's using it every moment of it. Oh, to, absolutely. To make me yeah, it's more I, like Christ. A- absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you what, Jeremy. <laughs> you know, my wife and I have been married a lot of years, and we got a lot of mundane time together sometimes. But we we're constantly working on the relationship, talking to each other, sharing. 
Um, and of course, in a spiritual sense, our relationship with, with Christ, I think, is that ongoing daily encounter, um, trusting him, reading scripture and so on. Uh, if we make it too mechanical, I don't think we have a relationship that's based on mechanics. Um, it's it's based on the experience that we have with him. Uh, reading reading the right right uh, books, frankly, listening to the radio station. You know the music that you hear. The, uh, whenever I'm driving, I'm listening to the radio station. Um, I'm drawn closer to Christ. The music that's being shared, what the announcers are saying, scripture that's being shared. I think it's a matter of what we fill our minds with. As it says in Philippians 4, whatever is right, true, admirable, praiseworthy, and so on, think on such things. Hope that helps, Jeremy. Thank you for your call. Diane, welcome Hello. Welcome to the uh, Intentional Living Center. What's your question? Thank you. Um, we just recently, my husband and I, um, got a call from someone who believes that they are his son from just before we were married. And I just wondered, as a Christian, how do I navigate this? How are you navigating it? How are you doing? Silently. Because <laughs> you can't talk to your he husband stopped. about it? Oh, yeah. We've, you know, he's made the statement that he's not embarrassed by it. I mean, I knew who he was and, and his lifestyle before we got married, you know, and we've talked about it and he's made his peace with it one way or the other. We've had a paternity test coming back sometime this week. Uh-huh. So what are you struggling with most, Diane? I guess the fear of what an additional person <laughs> family member will do to our decades old relationship in our family, our current family. So you have children together. How many kids do you have? Four. Do they know about this? And, and they do know. Yeah. And how they respond. Oh, four different ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, kind of mostly understanding. Yeah. Knowing that it could happen to just about anyone. Well, not just about anyone, but... <laughs> How's your husband dealing with this? Um, it's been about three weeks, and um, he's gone through some pretty strong soul-searching. Yeah. Um, he has met him. Um, How old is he? 36. The, the child yeah. is 36. And, and why did he contact? What, what is he looking for something? That's what we don't really know. He is always wanted to know, and his, he was never given the information until recently. And so this was a big surprise for your husband as well. Oh, shock for everybody. Yeah. Well, you said it's been three weeks. Yeah. You're still in the stun phase, right? Stun phase. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of unanswered questions here. Uh, who, yeah. who Who is he? What does he want? What does your husband want? What do you guys want together? How it impacts your family? It's a, What's happened, uh, Diane, it seems to me, is you've, you've moved from a, an old normal and you're moving into a new normal. Correct. And you don't really particularly want to do that. <laughs> no, you're right. 
How are you doing with your husband? What's your relationship like with him? We've got a good relationship, probably better now than it's ever been. Um, what would you like to see happen? I would like him not to be his son. <laughs> mm. So you really desire something that you can't have? Absolutely. I know I have no control over it. Yeah. Expectation minus reality always equals disappointment and discouragement. Yeah. All right. So yeah. second, second, what would you like? Um, to make sure that my husband, who's generally pretty unemotional and pretty closed off, that we can be open about it and um, not sneaky. I, I felt that his meeting his son was sneaky. Oh, that, okay. You, you're feeling left out of this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Why do you think he did that? I asked him and he gave me a couple of logical, you know, it would be expensive kind of thing. And um, I was fearful that there weren't, weren't good intentions and I wanted to be there with him. Mm -hmm. to meet him, and I don't think he wanted me to be. All right, so it's really, it's kind of a double effect on you. One is the new normal, the impact on your kids, the dream that you've had for your family, that's gotten cracked, but now how your husband's handling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said you felt like he was being sneaky. Have you guys had a pretty open, honest relationship, or is this something new in terms of how you feel? No, this is new. Okay. This is new. So maybe he's embarrassed? I, I, maybe he's... No. Well, maybe, but he's made that statement this week that I'm not embarrassed by yeah. the situation. But he did come to you and tell you. I I confronted him. Oh, so, I mean, you heard something or saw something or something that made you um, want to dig a little deeper. That was it, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, Diane, I think you hear yourself and everybody listening hears you. First of all, understands that your heart is hurting. And I hear a mother's heart. My guess is you're hurting for your kids. Yeah. Hurting for yourself, maybe for your husband. This young man, I can understand where he where he might be coming from. Maybe this is he's been searching and he's trying to figure out some things in his life too. Are you guys believers? I am. Is your husband? Um, um he's getting there. Okay. Well, l listen, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be in la la land with this, but as I listen in, there are people listening right now who've been down the path you, you're on who could tell you you have a great opportunity as believers right now maybe to do an amazing thing as a family. If you and your husband can get your, your relational act together in terms of communicating and, and, and have a breakthrough, your husband needs a breakthrough, he's got to open up his life, and you've got to have a breakthrough in, in that relationship Um whatever the relationship is with this, this new 36-year-old young man that's out there, you may have a tremendous impact in his life. 
And if your husband is really, truly going to grow in Christ, he could have an opportunity to step up and say, as a man, I'm going to step up and do the right thing with this young man, whatever that means in terms of a relationship. And at the same time, do the right thing for you and do the right thing for the, your kids. And so there's an opportunity. So the one thing I would encourage you guys to do together, Diane, is to find a counselor or a program that would relate to what you're experiencing and just get it on the table and talk. Um, if I were sitting down with you guys, I would help you really, first of all, sort through your marriage and not allow, don't allow this to divide you and your husband this is because Satan will use this to divide you as a crisis. He always will. He loves crises. I think he shows up whenever one occurs because he can get his wedge in there, right? Isn't that right, Jennifer? I see you shaking your head in there. That's what Satan loves to do, to divide and conquer. Don't let that happen. Don't let it happen to your family. And then as a family to really talk about how, how do we do this now? You know, what's the right thing to do? What would God want us to do? Figure out what pleases Christ and then do it. We step up, we take responsibility in life. There are consequences for decisions. And to be able to step up, God is a God of forgiveness. He's a God of restoration and reconciliation. But to step up and do the next right one thing. And uh, I hope your husband will take the lead on that. Because now he has an opportunity to really step up and say, okay, (laughs) this is true. This happened. Here I am. There's consequences. What am I going to do? What's the next right one thing to do? And then do it as a family. It could be a profoundly life-altering, positive thing for your family. Sometimes it takes these times of crisis in our life. Jennifer, you've been, you know, you've been down the trail. You understand this. You understand sometimes it takes a crisis in our life, doesn't it, to really allow us to grow. I mean, it's kind of like, hey, I'm out of my comfort zone. Got to move to a new level now. Mm -hmm. Uh, That guy can do an amazing thing. He can. Yeah. And it sounds like fear is is uh, fear is a liar. That's right. And it sounds like she's in that um, in that boat right now. Mm-hmm. I send her my love. I know you do. You got a big heart in there, Jennifer. Jennifer, You've seen she me gives cry me enough. <laughs> she she's crying and she gives me the heart signal, and I'm a head guy in here saying, okay, here's three things you got to do. So we make a good team, Jennifer. You you keep my heart growing. All right, that's good. Um, I think of that passage, uh, Diane, in, in 2 Timothy 1, where Paul says to Timothy, God's, you know, God doesn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So we'll, well be praying for you. That. Okay. Thank you. All right. A lot, of, a lot of pain. You know what? I would say this. When you're walking through a crisis in your family, listen, if you're married... Guys, take the lead in your marriage. Step up. Take responsibility. If you made mistakes, step up. Diane needs husband to step up and say, hey, I'm responsible. We're going to make this. I love you. We're going to do this together. At the same time, I understand where he's probably feeling like, oh, you know, what, lots of different feelings. And you got this 36-year-old. You got all this new stuff going on. And uh, real leadership is stepping up during times of crisis and saying, we're going to do this with God's help. We're going to make it happen. And uh, I think that's probably what Diane's looking for, that kind of leadership. Mm, A lot of faith. That's right. Okay, I tell you what, Brittany, hold on. Can we take a break? Let's do that. We'll be right back uh, with more Intentional Living.
This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. At the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, you'll have a lot of fun. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson. Have you ever noticed that it's sometimes very difficult to feel intimate and close to your spouse? Well, I will teach you the power of one thing that will change your relationship for the rest of your lives. Join Dr. Randy for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night at 7 p.m. Thursday, April 20th at Jack's Nest Church in Jackson and Friday, April 21st at Community Church, Mount Pleasant. Register at theintentionallife.com. I hope you do that. Uh, it's coming up here in just a several weeks, April 20, again, as, uh, as was mentioned, at the Jackson Nazarene Church in Jackson, Michigan, and then the Community Church, the Mount Pleasant campus, uh, coming up on Friday night, the 20th. Tickets available today for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night for couples of all ages, stages, challenges. We're going to have a fun, practical, helpful night. Uh, you get your tickets at the Intentional Life. Dot com, theintentionallife.com, best place to go. All right. Okay, Jennifer, put that microphone back on. You got a big heart. We just talked to Diane. Um, what would you add to what I was saying? You were listening and to her, and she, she's hurting and feeling like her husband might be kind of leaving her behind on this thing with, with this son from a previous marriage. It sounds like she's afraid to lose her family. Yeah, and uh, I think part of that was uh, her husband meeting his possible son for the first time, but without her. Yeah, and so I think that's where the fear steps in. But like you had mentioned, I mean, the devil feeds off of that. Yeah, the devil has zero power when you believe in God, and so she, I think, should you know step up on her faith. And mm-hmm. it, like you said, it really could be a good thing. This gentleman is an adult. Um, and she's creating scenarios right now because she doesn't know. He may not be the son um, after the test comes it back. But whether it is or not, it seems like it's a test of their marriage and a test of their faith. Oh, wow. That really is, isn't it? Uh, because what happens is when we don't know, we fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And um, the best thing a husband could do is in- involve his wife and have her by, him, by his side. And reassure We're her. We're in this together, right? That's good. Thank you, Jennifer. Great wisdom. Okay, let's uh, let me see. Let's go to Brandy on the line uh, in Texas. I appreciate your call today, Brandy. Uh, so, what's your question? Well, um, I was calling because I actually have um, a problem. Well, not a problem, but my husband. Whenever we go to his parents' house, it seems like his mother will go from being completely uh, in a good mood. To like with the flip of a switch, she'll just start attacking at him, or you know, like uh, making accusations or criticizing, just making him feel belittling him mm. to the point where, to me, it, it's like she's trying to start an argument all the time. And how does he respond to that? Well, at first, he used to, you know, argue back with her, and it would escalate into a big old argument, and uh-huh. she would kick him out, and we wouldn't be allowed to go over there. We'd stay awake for a week or two, and then, you know, I sat down and talked with him, and and I told him that, you know, after they would get into this big old fight, you know, he'd feel awful, and, you know, it, it just brought a lot of ugliness out, 
And so I would tell him, if, if, you know, she wants to resort to that, then you have to learn how to not, you know, reward her by fighting back with her, you know, or arguing back with her. Just say, well, I'm sorry you feel like that, Mom, but, you know, we're just going to go and, you know, I'll talk to you later or something. But is he doing that? See, he is now. But now she's resorted. When he doesn't (laughs) give back in, then she'll start on me or my children. Ah, So she changes her tactics. Yes, sir. And so it's almost like we don't know how to be able to go visit over there because his father is is completely uh, the opposite. I mean, he's very warm, very welcoming. And we're not sure if it's coming from, like, her. I feel like she might be a little jealous of the relationship that him and his father have as to her other son and his father. Hey, hey Brandy, listen, I hear your pain. I hear your heart for your for your husband and for yourself and for your in-laws. Uh, but, you know, I think we just have to say it. Sometimes hurt people hurt people. People who are hurting, and it could be any number of things they're hurting about. You don't, I don't know what's going on in her life. The history, the issues, legacy. That's why we sometimes talk about people as they get older, they get grumpier. And, and, and one of the reasons I think we get grumpier when we get older is because we got all the toxicity in our life that we just kind of carry into our later years. And the issues kind of build up and they flow out of our face out of our mouth, out of our attitude. And so it may not be anything that's so much toward you or your husband. It might be something just about mom. It's her problem. And I know her problem is kind of filtering down and landing on you. So uh, just a couple of things I'd recommend. First of all, understand that uh, mom is struggling. Limit the amount of time you're with her. Take the high road. Be willing to put a boundary in place when it gets to a certain point. You say, well, mom and dad, glad to be here today, but it's time to leave. Uh, I wouldn't cut off a relationship, but I would put some limits and boundaries in place. I hope that helps. All right. Thank you for your questions today. I'll tell you what, let's uh, take a uh, quick break and then I'll be right back. And it can be anything from the literal cancer that has affected some of us in this team and family members who have lost their life to those things which are hidden and personal just in our own life. An unhealthy relationship can be innocent, but it has the potential to greatly damage your life. Not managing your money correctly, maybe in the beginning is a small threat, a little bit too many credit cards and too many buys and too many this, but you know long-term that has a threat to destroy your financial security and your family. This, uh, this month, we start a brand new lesson on the topic of intentional living when there are threats in your life. And the threats, you know, we got external universal threats that we can't control what's going on in the world. But there are things in our own life, the threats to our peace of mind, to our health, to our relationship, to our finances. And in the lesson this month, I talk about how do we deal with the threats in our life. And so I would encourage you, if you've... Um, not uh, already been a part of the Intentional Living family, part of our community, that you join us today uh, by going to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. You can click on the donate icon there or call during West Coast hours, uh, 888-888-1717, 888-888-1717. We got time for a couple more, I think. Uh, let's go to a couple of our comment lines uh, calls that came in. Uh, This is an interesting one from uh, Roy. Take a listen. Well, my question is, I have a, my oldest son has become estranged from one of his sons, and this son has two granddaughters. 
So my son never gets to see his two granddaughters anymore. Of course, my son and his wife are, they don't imagine what they've done if that's wrong and they don't get to see the granddaughters. And then the grandson called me and we came over and had dinner and he told me that he felt free for the first time in his life. And he didn't want us to share anything with his dad. So then his dad asked and I talked to my grandson. I said, yes. And so he was upset with me because I wouldn't tell him all that he said to me. And then my oldest son has a daughter who they're estranged also. So I, I don't know how to talk to the grandkids. I don't know how to talk to my son. You know, there's, by the way, I hear you, Roy, and uh, you're a granddad and you want the best for your son and for your grandkids. And, and uh, I understand that. But there's a principle. There's a principle. It's a management principle. It's a business principle. And it comes right from Scripture. If someone has ought against you, go to that person, it says. If someone has ought, a problem with you, you go to that person. In other words, uh, God's intention is when we have a problem, we go to that person. It's between you and me, right? And what you have is a little triangle thing going on where you're getting sucked right into the middle between your son and your grandson. And uh, they both want you to either fix the problem or tell you what the problem is and then tell you not to tell the other person and the other person wants to know did they tell you something and what you're doing is you're feeling you're caught in the middle uh so the one thing i would really encourage for you roy is to get out of the middle i would communicate with your son and grandson either in person individually on the phone in an old-fashioned letter or an email and simply say i love both of you guys I love both of you completely, and I'm very, very sad that there's a breach in your relationship because life is so short. I'm getting near the end. I understand that uh, life is short. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that you can be reconciled. One of the saddest days of my life would be to come to the, my last breath and know that the two of you are estranged. And I'll pray that the two of you can make make peace with each other and work this out for the sake of the next generation in the future. But in the meantime, I'm out of here. I'm getting out of the middle. And so when one wants to talk about the other, uh, you, you say, I'm sorry. You know, if you feel that way, you really need to tell your dad. Or dad, if you really are struggling with that, you need to tell your son. I don't want to be caught in the middle. I love you both. I'm going to continue to have a relationship with you both. Uh, but I'm not getting caught in the middle. Best thing you can do. Wow, we got more questions that have come in. We don't have time to get to. We'll have to do this again. Uh, maybe we'll do it again next week. How's that sound, Stephen? I want to thank Gino on our Facebook. Uh, thank you, Gino, for making that happen, Stephen. This is the band that pulls everything together, senior producer, and Jennifer with her big heart right there behind the controls, making sure the engineering is done correctly. Thank you, uh, Jennifer. I'm Randy Carlson. If you do have a question for me, you'd like to leave, we're more comfortable doing so on our comment line. You get the idea of how it works. Just call 888-888-1717. And many of you, when you call that number, you can also press number two, talk to our staff during West Coast Business Hours, and uh, join in with support of the ministry. I want to say to those of you who are looking to strengthen your marriage, strengthen your relationship, uh, we'd love to have you be a part of the upcoming Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights in Michigan coming up in uh, middle April. Check it out at theintentionallife.com. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.